0: For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Paul is out and about traveling the world uh, Andrew is here Remotes. still sitting in his basement I feel like I don't leave my basement anymore but Paul where, where are you right now
2: I am in Rainbow City Alabama headed to Chattanooga for a meeting tomorrow uh, for work in Chattanooga with some with some folks so it's been a it's been a fun fun four days man I've I've, I've had I've had a a roller coaster of emotions the last couple of days. So, well, we'll di- we'll dive into that.
1: Yeah, before we get into that, I just want to um, remind everybody about uh, our giveaway that we've got going on with Go Wild. So, if you get on, uh, join Go Wild and follow us, the O2 Podcast, and uh, tag one of your friends in our post. There, we will. I guess we're picking that next week, aren't we? <laughs> um, we'll get you all yeah, a- nice, all lined up week's show. with a new Go your Wild
2: fantastic
1: dude dude like
2: fantastic
1: we we got a lot of new friends that i didn't know we had Oh yeah, that was great so uh thank you to everybody who's already entered and uh been tagging us and my phone doesn't stop it just keeps going beep 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 so
2: yeah so just to 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 interrupt real quick i just pulled a tick off of me look at that first tick of the year
1: there you go Tick, Good tick, times. tick, 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 So, yes, we've got our uh, giveaway with Go Wild that I got to do, those three things, and then we'll pull it next week and uh, then shoot it out to you. have it all ready for opening weekend on April 23rd for turkey season.
2: That's, That's it, man.
1: It. But Coming quick. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Tethered. Our guys over at Tethered, we thank them for uh, partnering with us and helping to um, – Spread the word on the the saddle hunting. If you got any questions on that, hit me up on that. I got, I I've got a year under my belt now on it. I feel very comfortable. It's almost exclusively how I hunted last year, and I thought it was, it was it was good. So if you got any questions as far as you know, what do you need, or how it works, or anything like that, I, I'm I'll do my best to answer your questions. They've got great input there. Uh, it's definitely something if you're interested in kind of that running gun, even if you're not. Uh, you can get out on, on private land where you can set some sticks and move them real quick. Uh, that was one of the things that really got me is that I don't have to have somebody there to help me move a ladder around and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but tetherednation.com Yo. yo.
2: Friend, friend of the. Or did an article for on, on go wild about using the tethered platform and like the, 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 the hauler, like the tethered rope. To skin deer in the field when he's doing remote backpacking hunts. Who was that? Amazing, Parker. Parker. Did that. Parker
1: yeah, yeah. That's why I thought you yeah. cut you cut out there for a second. But the uh, yes, it's multi. It's a multi-purpose Sup- thing, right?
2: Super versatile.
1: Dude, that's that's the rope we used to drag mine out last year. Was was my tree yeah, that's ex-
2: That's exactly right. So yeah, I can't wait to get in to get in one. So.
1: But let's talk about a little bit what's going around in the state, Paul. Um, I want to get to your story. You had a pretty eventful day today. So um, right now, the only thing that I'm seeing that it's not good news, it's weird news. I feel like every time we turn around, we got a different type of strain of some kind of sickness affecting the world. So we mentioned it whatever a week or so ago about this avian influenza, and uh, it's called the highly pathogenic avian influenza. HPAI uh, that I've got today and a release from the Ohio Department of Agriculture actually came out last week, but that they had found this strain of influenza in some backyard chickens in Franklin County. So now we've seen everything from bald eagles to chickens. Um, I did shoot Mark Wiley an email to ask him uh, what his thoughts were as far as turkeys uh, and any other you know, birds in Ohio, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere that, it, you know, it could, it could affect the turkeys, but we'll get you an official answer from that. Probably next week. We've got a, we've got a talk with Mark that we'll release with you guys, for you guys too. Um, but it is, it can be fatal. It spreads quick. You know, <laughs> it doesn't say to quarantine your birds and to uh, stay home from work for um, two months, but a lot of the stuff that it, it recommends is, is going to sound kind of familiar. So, uh, keeping your visitors to a minimum, washing your hands, uh, you know, prevent contact with wild birds and waterfowl, keep your birds indoors when possible. Like, <laughs> all right.
2: Listen, man, I'm trying to get as much contact with wild birds as I possibly can right now. Yeah, that, so I will not be following that,
1: that. That sounds like the opposite of what we're trying to do here in a couple of weeks. Right. So, um, yeah, Look, my thing is, if you see something that doesn't look right, and I mean, as outdoorsmen and women, we should be watching. We look at animals, right? I, I notice every dead deer on the side of the road. So if you see some sick birds out there, eh, maybe you need to call up the old uh, Division of Wildlife uh, representative in your area. But uh, let's see, Paul. Yeah, sure. Okay, on better, happier news. Last week we had. Uh, the lottery draws for the state of Ohio and we both oh, wow. got selected. So you just get a podcast and you bitch about oh, not, not getting selected. And there you go.
2: <laughs>
1: no, that was uh, it was funny. I'm
2: sure, i sure that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Good.
1: No, I'm sure. Yeah. And nothing to do with the actual getting drawn. I'm sure the computer has no, no clue, but um, yeah. It was fun. It was kind of funny. I, I,
2: am am I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. So
1: I thought it was an April fool's joke, to be honest with you. I was, I was like, man, I did.
2: Yeah, I did too. Don't, don't, don't tease me. So yeah. yeah, it's a new, new area for me that I'll be, I'll be hunting and I will, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the long ass drive to, to go hunt these turkeys. So, I mean, I just drove 12 hours to hunt turkeys. So what's four hours, three hours, you know?
1: No so, big deal, buddy. Yeah,
2: I'm excited. Yep. I can't wait.
1: So that was cool. Can't wait. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. For me personally, uh, still working that honey-do list, but the I uh, got my, my shotgun sighted in. I was pretty excited about that. I put one of those Viper red dots on there. That was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I say and that. Where did you get
2: that Viper red dot? Oh, uh,
1: go wild. Duh. Like, go
2: wild. Bro.
1: There you go. But the. Um, that worked out real well. Did some shooting with uh, my wife's cousin, Mr. Vince Brown. So he's one of our listeners, Vince. Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. Thanks for coming over and kicking my ass in archery tic tac toe. Uh, that sounds fun. It actually was. It was. It was. Uh, we came up with that game, and it was fun. But except I kept losing, so that wasn't fun. But nice. There you go. And then I think the highlight was when. I got a text from my wife late in the afternoon. It said, uh, "What what the hell are you doing on the front porch?" And uh, then I realized that the little doorbell camera thing had caught me blowing my elk call at four o'clock in the afternoon on or whatever it was on uh, Saturday in April in Central Ohio. Because you know, why not? It's
2: hilarious, hilarious. Did you get dogs <laughs> to bark?
1: I don't know, man. I I just was wailing trying my best it
2: sounded really it sounded really good
1: yeah well i don't know about that but we'll uh maybe maybe someday we'll get to use it so so paul tell us there you go where what what happened in the woods today paul
2: so i've been in alabama since friday morning um the first the first couple of days i was here i was here for work i i, I did a donor hunt with the national wild turkey federation had some folks come in from Colorado, and we had a good time. Um, no one shot a turkey at this spot that we were hunting. Uh, a, a really nice spot, kind of the central central part of the state. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, a lot of turkeys, just nothing. No one, no one wanted to dance. We had uh, we had one turkey that did want to die down there, and my, and, and and one of the one of the gals from Colorado uh, took a shot. And she was shooting a really a a Franke affinity, which is a really nice gun. She was shooting Apex TSS, which is like $12 a load. And the shell had like a misfire. Never seen anything like it. Like the shell was completely black. And there was unburnt gunpowder all the way through the barrel. So I wasn't there for that. But she, I mean, she took a shot at a turkey from like 25 yards. And I guess it just like kind of cracked, like it popped, and then the wad like went out like 10 feet and just fell on the ground. So it was really, really, really frustrating for her. That was her, that would have been her first turkey. Bogus. um, Yeah, it is, man. I mean, that's an expensive $12 dud. You know, you fly all the way across the country, you know, and Apex, I mean, it happens to everyone, but come on, man. I, I felt real bad for her. So. Yeah, I worked. I worked the first three days I was here. Uh, today, I got access to a piece of property, um, private property that that borders, of just an absolutely massive amount of of public land here in the state. And months, it was pretty good, man. It was it was a pretty good day. That the the first part, first half of my day, man. I I, I heard nothing. I mean, it was like windy. It's kind of cold. Um, So I I hunted from, you know, 5 a.m. until 1130. And I went and I had lunch and I came back and I decided to hunt like the smaller section of this property that was across the road. So I I park, I walk up this ridge and I've got this box call that I'll use as like a locator. So I'm on, I get to like the highest part. I just wanna see who's out there. And so I, I hit this box call, I cut really loud like three times And immediately, a Tom gobbles, like, 40 yards, 50 yards down to my left. And as soon as he gobbles, like, like a split second after he gobbles, he starts to putt. And I turn and I look, and this gobbler is, like, he is booking. I mean, I didn't know he was there. He didn't know that I was there until I called to locate him. Found him way closer than I thought. So, I... I kind of do this like like a J hook. I go, I go maybe, I don't know, 150 yards back away from the from the turkey, and I do this massive hook to kind of intercept this this bird, you know, out of the area where he just saw me, you know, and just kind of so that he's calm at that point. It's a it's a new sound.
1: Was he by and himself? I run
2: into him, he was by himself. Just one single time. Um, so he, he gobbled pretty hard. And so this the section that I was that I was hunting was pretty narrow. It's yeah, maybe like a hundred acres, but it was it was kind of long and narrow um, before it, it hit the hit the road that leads to the other side of the property. So I'm calling this turkey and he's gobbling. And he's working in and working out, working in and working out. So I move, kind of do like a little mini hook. I go around the side of this ridge to where he's at. And, I, and I, I can see him. He's like 40 yards off the road. He's in this beautiful like little flat area. There's like this little tiny stream. And like down here in Alabama, there's like, and, and, and I, for our listeners that haven't hunted Alabama, this place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. So there's like all these like white pines and then there's grass and like this little brush, you know, area. And he is just gobbling like a maniac and he's just like full straight, just going back and forth. And so he's not, he's not coming off this the spot and where I had set up, you know, I'd never been here before where I'd set up. There's like a, like a sheer like rock face that was like 75, 80 feet tall. No way he's coming over the, the road, and then coming up, this fate not going to happen. So, I do my at this point my third jay hook. I go, I I, I dropped a pin on this bird on on X. I go, I I, I took I took the the line tool. I was two hundred and sixty yards from this turkey. I jay hook into the woods. I get on the other side of the road. I get on his level, and I just like real slow, like I, I work in. I'm using the terrain to kind of like block myself every once in a while. I would call it like, real soft just to like, to let him know that I'm coming and he would gobble. So I got as like as close as I like comfortably could without spooking him. And I can see this Turkey. I mean, he's within, like we're within 80 yards of each other. And there's a ton of like just thick brush and fallen trees. Um, and dude, I am like, I'm not, I'm not 40 yards off the road and a couple cars had driven by like throughout this whole process. And this whole process took like three and a half hours from, from the time that I scared him on the Ridge until the time that, that what happened was like three and a half hours, three, forty five 45 backs. So I get, I'm, I'm like 80 yards. He's slowly working in. He's like, he's just strutting. And so he, he, he closes the gap from a hundred to 80, 80 to 70 and what seemed like forever. I mean, he, he wasn't moving quick. And months, like my worst nightmare came true right in front of my eyes. I hear, I hear a car, I hear a truck coming down this gravel road. And this bird is like so visible. He's in full strut. This guy driving, sees this turkey, and he stops. And he's so close, like I'm so close to this guy. I can hear him roll his window down. and like this turkey like dude drops his feathers and just books in like deep in the woods and it was like i i I, I couldn't be mad at the guy because i've literally done the same thing i've been driving down the road private property i'm a public land schmuck i see this turkey in full straw i'm like oh my god it's the first turkey i've seen all day and I stop and I roll down the window to try to get a picture. Like I've I've literally been this guy. And so if I've ruined your hunt, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll just call this karma. And dude, I just I just sat there. I mean, I was like, I was like sick to my stomach. And I just watched this turkey run off to my right. I watched this jackass drive down the road, and I just sit there. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do now? <laughs> So I do what my, like at this point, like my fourth J hook, I go, I go hundreds of yards out of my way. I do this massive hook. I go up to the high point of this Ridge where I think that I can find this turkey. I do the same thing. Box call cut three times. Boom. It gobbles. I set up cause he's, you know, he's 120 yards. I don't even know at this point, never shows up. I sit there for another hour and a half, two hours. and He just <sighs> worked his way out of my life
1: so and you know what I, I as as people are like thinking about this and whatever paul sent me the pin that he where he was at today this is not flat ohio ground okay no, uh no this there, is like i'm in the mountains there is more lines on that map from the topography change than uh anywhere i've been in a long time so uh i was it was crazy it was crazy so
2: yeah it was it was nuts man it, it was a beautiful part of the country
1: um but i'm glad you know
2: it's it's funny so What's that?
1: I was going to say, I'm glad you got to see something like at first this morning. You said it was, it was windy and it was hard to hear and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, of course, when we hunt, it's best thing is to take something home. But you know what, when you get out there, even if when it's in the deer woods, if you see something that to me, that's like, that's step one, you got to see him first. So
2: no, that's right. And you know, it's funny, like is, is, is hunters, like, especially Turkey hunters, because there's a lot, like i moved out this Turkey like four times. And every time you move, it's like risk or reward, you know. So you could you could bump that turkey, and your day's over, or you could move a little bit and entice that turkey to to come in because it adds realism, you know. You change the game on them. And I did everything right, and so I was I was happy about that because this I mean, this turkey like he did not want to die, but he was there, you know. And I did everything right. And some other guy blew it for me, and and you know I, I'm not like I said I'm not mad at that guy, man. I hope he I hope he has a great turkey season because I I've, I've done that same thing, but man, it was just it was gut wrenching, and, and you know I was like i was super frustrated at one point. I was kind of you know I was, I was making my way back to the truck and calling just to see if I could strike anything up, and you know so I, I I'm in this like really beautiful part of this of the of, the, of this forest, and, and you know I sit down, man. I'm just I'm like reflecting on you know, one, the last couple of days, the people that I've met and, and I feel like when you're, when you're in Turkey camp or deer camp, and you meet new people, there's like a special relationship that's forged during those times with people you don't even know, but you, you like you, you, there's something about hunting camp, whatever animal it is that just can galvanize a new relationship for, for years. I love that, man. The people that I met from, from Alabama this week were just unbelievable. From Colorado, unbelievable people. And, you know, it's a beautiful territory. I've never been down here. It's the foreign land to me. And, and I was just taking all the scenery in and I was reflecting on, you know, what had just happened. And, and you know, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, how fortunate I am just to be here in these woods, this moment and hunting this awesome animal. And I'm having like this really like intense, like personal moment. Right. Good. And so there's this white pine, like 10 feet next to me. Less than 10 feet, and I look over, and there is like a 400 foot snake crawling up the side of this pine tree. Yeah, you, like, you can have that. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: you can have Alabama. I froze up. I'm looking at this snake and I'm like, oh shit. What to do. So my gun, I had set my gun and it was like maybe like like arm's length out from my body. And so I had to like gather the current and I'm staring at the snake. Like I could not move, man. So I reach over, I grab my shotgun. I'm moving like super slow. Cause I don't, I, you know, in my mind, the snake is going to jump off of this tree and kill me. So I grab, I grab my shotgun and I am like, I am petrified. And so I'm sitting on my butt and months I like, I, I gather all the, I pull my knees up real close to my chest and I get all the energy I can. And I spring up like a gazelle off of this floor, and I start running as fast as I can.
1: That's amazing. And so there's
2: like this, there's like this little like the, the same creek. The gobbler's on like it's like surrounded by grass and it's mushy. And I'm running towards this creek. I'm like, oh my god, this is like snaky right here. And so everything looks like a snake, right? As I'm running, I go through the water <laughs> and I step on this stick, and this stick jumps up and hits me in the knee. <laughs> and I let out like this, like I puked my soul out in the forest of Alabama. And I was just like. And I had to stop and close my eyes and tell myself, "You're not gonna die. You're gonna get through this. You're gonna be okay. You can. You're you're hundred yards from the road. Just calm down, big fella. You're gonna be okay."
1: Paul, so, the, that's how my heart went today. The roller coaster <laughs> of emotions that you just explained. I mean, we went from about you know crying in the in the, the idea of the luck and the beauty of being out in the woods to uh, the stick that jumped up and bit you in the ass. So. <laughs>
2: Uh, that was my that was my t- opening opening day of turkey season 2022, uh, man. So, I couldn't I couldn't have asked for, you know, killing that thing would have been cool, but man eventful. What a day. What a place. What a day.
1: Eventful. So, well, wow. uh we wish you safe travels back, but in the meantime, Thank um you. let's see, what do we who would we, we talk to this week? Uh Josh Carney? Josh Carney. Yes. Okay, this yeah. So we've had some episodes here that with a little bit more, um, I don't want to say serious, but like uh, in-depth discussions on, on you know the history of the turkey and health and wellness and you know the the turkey population in Ohio and stuff. This one's a little bit more funny. All right, so this is uh, yeah. Josh. You guys, will we'll talk about it in the, in the whole episode, but Josh had uh, an accident earlier in his life that uh, now he's b- basically picked up what the ability to call animals with his voice, with his vocal cords. Yeah. And he'll talk a little bit yeah, about he, that.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. He, he talks about the accident. I, I I found out about Josh Carney years ago on, I think it was like, you know, Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And I, you know, I'm not going to ruin it for those that, that haven't heard. Cause he, he tells the story better, but you know, he had this accident. It was a hunting accident. Uh, lost, the use of his legs and you know, see so, so he tells this, he's told the story a thousand times and but he's he's a really interesting dude i wanted to like you know we wanted to focus on other things because the guy's just super interesting he's great at what he does he's he's a lot of fun he's a great person he's gonna he's just got a great attitude so you know we our episodes, we, we learn a little bit about the animals. You learn a little bit about the process, and sometimes we learn a little bit about the person. And this was kind of all three. And I think that this this is one of the most fun interviews I think that we've done. I had a blast with this guy.
1: And the and we the guy also guy learn about hot. we learn about how Paul cannot use a mouth call.
2: Oh yeah, I I if you if if the sound of someone else gagging makes <laughs> you gag, <laughs> just. Just turn, just turn the volume down. This
1: was, this one was fun because it was, uh, we had that conversation I went up to bed and my wife's like, what were you laughing about? What was so funny? I'm like, I can't even explain it. Like
2: you just got to listen to it. Yeah. Oh man. Like the animal sounds that Josh can make are, they're unbelievable. So good. So I've been practicing my, my, my goose call. I'm not going to do it cause it'll, it'll fuzz out.
1: What? Yeah. What was but, it? How does he?
2: So B B B A A A R R High on the K. So bark, bark,
1: bark, bark. Bar,
2: bar. bar. I'm sitting in the Scissor Parking Lot, whatever the hell this place is, and there's a bunch of employees out here. I should roll my windows down. And start a little. Start barking at them. <laughs> right. these, these Alabama girls might get all worked up if I do that.
1: So. <laughs> oh oh shit. man, I can't wait to be home. All right. Well. No further ado. Good we stuff. will get to Josh Carney. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and interacting with us on the social media and stuff. Again, check out that go wild post. We'll get, uh, get your friends tagged in there. Man, we've had some awesome reviews put up on on uh, some of the podcast platforms. So really appreciate that. Uh, the O2podcast.com.
2: You guys are fantastic.
1: Oh, my gosh. Gotta love Australia. Thank you. Thank you. Love. Thank you. So... Yeah. We'll keep doing what we're doing and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So, everybody, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I almost shaved it all the way off. Oh my God, look at that. It looks so bad on camera. I look like a fat child if I shave my head or if I shave my face. So fat child yeah exactly <laughs> Great woman, like a 300 <laughs> like pound seventh grader is what i look like so that is an image <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just that's how i want the, the show to start okay so i hit the record but yeah. we got all that so we can just
2: start oh, right there, really? yeah. okay so we're, we're here with josh carney son of the son of the south josh thanks for your time man appreciate you coming on
0: Man, I appreciate it. I still am stuck on the fact that you look like a seven-year-old child when you shave <laughs> yep. shaving
2: my beard. Yeah. So so get let's uh let's give our listeners just a little rundown, man, of of of, of who you are. Where'd you I grow am, up? Let's start with that. Where'd you grow up? I want to
0: know that. I grew up South of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um majority of my life. Well, I spent most of my life in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, grew up here hunting and fishing. I was, you know, trained at a young age how to jump into a briar patch and go kick up rabbits because you know we didn't have a good jump dog back then. So, um my dad idea was to throw the little kid in bushes and you know let him scream and holler as the briars cut through his pants and jump up a rabbit. So that's that's my upbringing.
2: I've done this. I did the same thing to my son when he was young. He was the dog. He was the rabbit dog.
0: So, is that is that, a, is that like a dad thing?
2: It it must be. I don't I don't know. I I didn't grow up in the hunting family, so you know my son would just walk and complain about like, well, you know, I don't have a gun. Well, you know, you you can't shoot a rabbit yet. Like you just can't do it. And we'll go go get the briar patch. Go kick some bushes. Go, you see the bush over there? Go kick it. He'd kick it, and like the rabbit run. And I mean, it, was, it just worked out well. So it's definitely a dad thing for sure. So. <laughs> I still, I still remember the first, the first time that I killed an animal around my son. He was probably six years old and we were, we were, um, we were dove hunting and I kill a dove and this dove like flops to the ground and it's still alive. Like I just, you know, wing shot it or whatever. And I walk up and you probably dove hunting. I just popped its head off and I throw, I throw the head on the ground. I throw the dove on my back, you know, my pack didn't even think about it. And my son is standing right there and he's like, dad, that dove looked at me. pulled its head off (laughs) and he lost it man waterworks hunt was over we had to go back so yeah you were probably better bird dog than my son was
0: that's funny actually (laughs) yeah
2: yeah so grew up so grew up in baton rouge louisiana you tiger fan
0: man i don't do sports i uh okay I, i tell people i hunt too much i'm always in the woods so i don't i don't really do sports uh i played sports growing up i was a pitcher for my uh high school baseball team and uh okay. point basketball team so i grew up playing sports but i just never got into watching like if i'm not into action it just doesn't interest me
2: yeah no i get that so so when you you were growing up grew up in a hunting family what'd you grow up hunting man what was like your
0: number one animal oh i started out small game hunting i mean uh rabbits was you know what i started out on uh rabbit hunting was you know the king of the crop for us and then um later down the road we uh discovered squirrel dogs. And this is, I guess, when squirrel dogs really just kind of started getting popular is when we started doing it. And um I had a um uh what was it? It was a um a feist. Uh feist was my first squirrel dog. And then you know we'd let her out and she'd go run and treat a bunch of squirrels and we go shoot them out. And you know that's you know, so we'd rabbit hunt in the morning, go squirrel hunt in the afternoon. And then uh from there, I grew up, I mean I grew up doing that for a while and uh the age of 11 I wanted to go deer hunting. I've seen people go deer hunting all the time. I was like, you know, let's try it. So um I went out to a family friend's place and uh sat in a deer stand by myself. And this deer walked right up under the tripod stand and uh I was shaking like a leaf. And I finally got everything together and finally was able to shoot the deer, and you know, it runs right up under me and you know, go find it. And you know, I got Christian into the deer hunting world. You know, I gotta, you know, yeah. they, they teach you a trick, it's like, oh hey. Let me show you where you hit it at, then they take you a handful of blood smear it on your face and all that good stuff. So, I got a uh, I got brought into the world of deer hunting real quick and unexpectedly.
2: So was it a, was it a buck or a doe? Your first deer? It was a,
0: it was a buck. It was a, um actually it was a button buck. Okay. I thought how a doe, and um, when I went up to it, the guy was like, it, "It's a buck. It's got a pair of testicles up underneath it." I was like, "No way." <laughs> a little button buck <laughs> there, there you go man
2: so small you, Do you guys do any fishing or anything i,
0: I did fish growing up um bass a little, a little bit of bass fishing. i'm not for me when it comes to bass fishing there's a lot of there's a lot of technique involved i just don't understand it you know i don't understand how to change the colors for the the color of the bait for the different color, of the water temperature. I don't understand all this stuff. So I just stuck to putting a worm on a hook and whatever bit it, bit it. Yeah. Works for me,
2: man. I, I, I like stained water and all that. I don't, I, I can't figure all that out. So, um, so deer hunting, got, got your first deer at 11, man. That's, that's pretty exciting. Now, did you, did you grow up turkey hunting or is that something you got into uh, a little older?
0: <laughs> no. So <laughs> that's the funny part about turkey hunting for, for me, so I deer it and then so I kill my first deer at 11. Two years later, I was, you know, looking into what else can I hunt? Because I was always in outdoors. Like when, you know, my dad would work at a cabinet shop, like I would go out and back and go hunting uh, for whatever I could, you know, hunt. And I discovered turkey hunting and I just fell in love with studying and, you know, learning about it. And i seen people on TV, you know, making these calls and these birds come in and all this stuff. And, so, you know, it's easy. I can do that. Anybody, can. you rub two sticks together, birds come running in. So, I actually, on my first turkey hunt, um, <laughs> my first turkey hunt ever, uh, we we've go to church that Sunday morning. And we go turkey hunting after church, um, me and my dad. And we set up and... Uh, my dad. My dad shot me. You know, my first turkey hunt ever. My dad. That was shot the, me. that was in the the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, my how God. that's how I got So I got broken into turkey hunting, and now it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Good. So, so it's, uh, it's basically a love hate relationship at this point.
2: No, no, I can, I can, I can imagine, man. I um, that's you know, I, I've I've seen you on actually the first I think the first time I saw you, you were, you're were at ATA. Uh making turkey sounds and elk eagles. And I'm like, that's, that's Josh Carney. I knew who that is. I'd seen, I'd seen you like online over the year, over the years doing, doing the turkey calls. So was that, uh, so talk about that skill, man, how that was, how you developed that. So I, I, I heard, I heard that story on another podcast and I, I think it's cool,
0: man. It's, it's, it's a cool story. So funny thing about that. So um, for the people that are listening, I don't know the skill. So I make animal sounds with my natural voice. Um, how that came about was, um, when I asked I got shot, I was in a hospital and I had a breathing tube in my throat and the doctor said, I'd never be able to talk again. When he told me that it frustrated me and I was like, you know, and that's, you know, you're wrong. So I, I pulled a breathing tube out of my throat and it altered my vocal cords. Now, when I got shot, I was 13. So like I was in that puberty phase where I was about to hit puberty, but just had not fully hit it yet. So my voice wasn't deep. It didn't really, like, my vocal cords weren't mature or whatever to hit those, you know, deeper tones. And when I did that, the, the um, breathing tube altered my vocal cords when I poured out. So later on in life, I discovered that I could mimic certain sounds. And I went to a, um, a trade show, an expo. And this guy was trying to sell me a turkey call, and I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to buy a turkey call. Like, I I got bad history with turkey calls. Like, I just don't want to buy one." So uh, he was like, "Well, what kind of use?" I was like, "Man, I." And honestly, I was I was young. I was thinking I was like twenty years old, something like that. And I was just, I was, I was a little bit cocky at twenty years old, just a little bit. Yeah, I was confidently cocky, if that makes sense. And the guy was like, "Well, what kind of call do you use?" Like, man, I I could do it in my mouth. Like, it's it's simple, I could do it in my mouth. And he's like, "Let's hear it." And like now, I'm like. Okay, like now I called out of the spot. I got to do, it. yeah. So I started doing it, and uh, the guy, that owner of the company turned around. I was like, "Is that our call?" He's like, "No, nah, that's that kid." And they ran me away from the booth. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so, so,
2: so you had never, you had never done that a turkey yelp before. So no. you know, obviously you had heard him. You're like, you know what the hell? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try this, and it actually yeah. worked. Like it sounded like <laughs> a turkey yelp. Yep. <laughs> Let's just, just real quick, give us a Yelp and we'll dive into some more later. So
0: let's go. Let's, uh, no,
2: no mouth call,
0: no mouth call.
1: That's awesome. Oh, I, our man. our listeners can't see this, but he's like, he's got the beat going and he's grooving as he's going. That, that makes me, I mean, that, that is, that oh my is music. so good. Music. That's so good. <laughs>
0: that's, you got to so put, put a little rhythm in it. You know, when, when that old hand, like when she's walking through the field, like her oh, yeah. the and, and, you know, that old long beard, when he calls, he throws that neck out. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, heads going back and forth, a hundred mile an hour. So when I li- when I listen <laughs> so, to you guys that are experts do this, you know, you're supposed to be listening to the sounds, but I'm watching you. We had Scott Ellis on last time or a couple weeks ago, and he's sitting there and he's doing this like, "Hey girl, hey hey, what's up?" type of thing or or whatever. Yeah. Hey big boy, like it's almost like he's doing this head nod with it, you know? Uh, and the way you're your group, and I'm going to be sitting out there in the woods this spring, and I'm just going to be doing all this moving. When I'm supposed to- Paul's gonna be like, quit moving, quit moving. <laughs> so you're in this expo
2: you do this yelp you're like oh damn that actually sounded pretty good Or you like i can't wait to turkey hunt i'm i'm doing it like let's let's go spring
0: absolutely not because you had to understand. like i had just like experience that i got shot turkey hunt. so like i okay. wasn't like in the mood to go turkey hunting yeah sure um i went around the expo and uh you know another company who had some calls and i was just kind of like beatboxing around like the little expo show like doing a little turkey calls somebody stopped me it's like that's pretty good. What else can you do? I don't know. I just learned that 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so people are like, well, like, here's a, here's a goose call. Like, can you do a goose? I was like, I don't know. I'll try it though. So he started like blowing these, these calls. And like, I was trying to mimic these calls. Like I had no idea what I was doing or how to do it. So it kind of frustrated me that I really couldn't do it. And, you know, I didn't have anything else to do with my time. So I went back home and started listening to animal sounds and I figured out how to, Break a sound and a sound down into words and then put that back into a sound through my vocal cords. If that okay. makes sense,
2: it, it well, does. So, like, like Yelp, I, I would assume it's just like Yelp,
0: Yelp. I mean, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like the guy was trying to teach me how to do a goose call. Um, the way I learned how to do a goose call, you know, it's it's you know, everybody's like it's it's honk. Well, for me, I don't say honk, I say bark, and then. It's a weird way to explain it. So I say it's a capital B, which puts a little bit of that, that, that in the front of it. And then I'll say like, it's, it's a, 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 a r, 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 and then a high pitch K, a capital K high pitch K. So it goes, Bark! So it goes, <laughs> it, it stands all the way out. You know, you get yeah. the, the base in the front with the B and then you get a high pitch at the end with the K, but everything else in the middle is like a, is like a, a dull tone. Bark.
2: so I i had i have to i have to ask i i love turkey calling and i can pull my wife from like the other side of the house in a matter of seconds if i hit a turkey call and she'll come flying her. Stop it right now. <laughs> put that turkey call down. You're not doing that. Like, I, w- I will murder you if you hit that. And I'm just like, wait, Like, you know, just run away as fast as I can. Like, did, are, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? Like, because I, I had to imagine, like, if I had this power that you have, I would stand in front of the mirror for hours and just be like, okay, do a giraffe. And I'm going to figure out what the hell a giraffe sounds like. <laughs> then I'm going to do it. <laughs> I would be divorced if I had that power. Like there's no way any woman, you had to be living by yourself, right? Like there's no way you had a, you had a girlfriend or a wife at the time because no woman on the face of the planet is going to deal with that practice session.
0: Wow, man. I, I never realized why I was single until you just mentioned that. <laughs> That's it because yeah. yeah.
2: Someone's like, hey, Josh, can you do a gazelle? And you're like, I don't know. I'll let me practice for a couple of weeks. And you're gonna be at home making gazelle noises then divorce like your wife's gone. Like just pack your shit and leave, so.
0: So what you're saying is for every time that a girl has ever said, it's not you, it's me. It was actually me.
2: A hundred (laughs) percent. (laughs)
0: Right. That makes me feel really good about myself. Thank you, Paul. And this interview (laughs) is now over.
2: It's the animal calls. She's like, she's like, you know, you know what really pushed me over the edge, Josh, is the speckle belly goose call you've been practicing for six months. That's it. So.
0: (laughs) I, uh, the funny, so that there's a, there's a funny part about that. So I, uh, I, so I live in Nashville. Nashville was like my, uh palace i love nashville so much Grace okay. place on my opinion. and i have a lot of friends that are musicians so we go out and you know we go places all the time listening to music and um this guy you know he's a friend of mine he's every time we go out like his line to pick up girls or like to try and get attention from girls is like saying hey that guy right there he can do animal sound <laughs> and, like, dude, i'm like i'm like dude i'm like Four Budweisers in, like, I don't want to make animal sounds in the middle of a concert.
2: Like, no. <laughs> do you do, like, do, you, do you, what's ahead. your drunk? What's your go-tru for Budweiser's deep animal sound? Like, what one can you do? Kind of buzz. Like, it's gotta be one, right? Because you can you gotta do it. Like, some pretty girl comes up and's like, Oh,
0: bugle like an elk, you're gonna do it, right? No, like when I'm <laughs> like, like when I get to six Budweisers in, like the only Decent call that I could make six Budweiser's in is a call to my ex. Like, that's the decentest <laughs> call.
1: <laughs> oh. I hate you. <laughs> How bad could you mess with her, though? It's like you left the messages on her on her voicemail and just random animal sounds. That would just, I think that would be hilarious.
0: I think that I would wake up to a really bad text the next morning. Yeah, that's oh, right.
1: God. What do you just, just yeah. send back the emojis of the animal, though? That's what I would do.
0: See, like, I, I feel like it, I feel like you would be the person to help me stir the pot, and get me in more trouble. Like, yeah. I feel like you're the instigator in a situation.
1: Oh, I have, oh, I have yeah. a nickname in our house, and it's, uh, I, man, I don't know if I could say it on here. Basically, that's what I am. I'm the shit stirrer <laughs> in my house. So, yes, <laughs> shit you're right. Shit <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. yeah, nope. I've I've been known to be that. I've been known to be that all my life, actually. So, oh, I love it. We're,
1: we're partying so, when next you... time down Nashville. And we'll shit start. Oh,
0: for sure. For oh, sure.
1: Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. So when when did you get comfortable about, about going back into the woods? I mean, you had do this tragic accident changed your life <laughs> dramatically. Like, when did you get comfortable? Like, you know what? I'm good, man. I can go back into the woods.
0: <laughs> oh, two weeks after I got out of the hospital.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. So, so let me backtrack. So I went, so got shot, drove to the hospital. Um and I died on operating table twice. Okay. I did Mm. recovery, I think three months recovery and like two weeks after I get of the hospital, I'm like, all right, cool. I want to go back hunting. Like, (laughs) let's go. And like my mom wanted to kill me for the third time. Like she's like, you're out of your mind. I was like, yeah, pretty sure one of those bullets hit something in my brain, knocked something off. I want to go back hunting. So, uh, we went, we went coon hunting. And then from there, I, um, went and I did a couple, some dove hunts and, you know, some other, um, small game hunts and things like that. And, um, just kind of got back into it. And, uh, one day I kind of built the courage up to go turkey hunting again. And one of the guys that I actually met, uh, through squirrel hunting, um, fell down here in Louisiana, Leon stilly uh, took me on my first turkey hunt after the accident. And we, uh, I killed my first turkey with him. And, uh, nice. I told me messed up on I, I still to this day I told me messed up I was, man I, I don't know why you did it cuz you trained a turkey killer now all I want to do is kill birds I mean like <laughs> that is that is my mission in life like once once I killed at first I was like okay like I could I could do this and then like next year I, I killed three and then next year I start killing more like I'm about to be a real problem for the turkey population <laughs>
2: <laughs> So so that first that first trip with with Leon after uh, that you go
0: out like did you call that turkey in? No, I actually didn't. Uh, Leon called the bird in. Um, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, when I first got started calling and stuff like that, like, I was not confident in my calls. Like, I mean, like, I would still carry a call around and stuff like that. Like, I just wasn't confident enough in my, in my calling ability. I mean, I thought that I was decent, but, you know, I didn't know that I was uh, able to call in a turkey and all that good stuff. And, you know, fast four years now, I mean – if a bird's in the field and he can hear me, I can kill him basically. What, um, what do you think like your,
2: your, your go-to call is for, for turkey hunting? Is it just the yelp? Is it the gobble? Is it purring, clucking, cutting? What's, what's kind of your, like, the, the, what is your best call that you do for, for Man, turkey hunting?
0: It all depends on the situation. It all sure. On the bird here. Um, you know, when it when it comes to turkeys, it's all about what that bird wants to hear. You know, sometimes in the early in the morning, I'll give them a little, you know, a little yelp, and you know, when they're on a when they're still on the roost, I'll give them a little yelp just to know that it, let them know that I'm there. And you know, sometimes it's all it needs. You know, you get those those six forty five pitch downs, and a hunts over at six fifty. You know, um, sometimes you got to get a little bit aggressive, and you know do exciting yelp or you know kikis key or something like that just to get that bird excited to come over and um sometimes you just got to work the hand so like i said ev- every situation is different um it just you know it just depends what the bird wants a year so you know, some birds some birds like i've killed i've actually killed some birds on gobbling alone you know but they feel like there's a, another bird in the area that you know feel like i just i will gobble to them and you know come short their stuff trying to be the dominant bird and i'll get them killed
2: That's it. it. I'm glad that that you've said that because I've had this theory for years that like is spring turkey hunters like just like a massive majority. It's just yelp, 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 yelp. That's it, you know, or it's the sounds of a hen. I feel like that gobbling there, there's like a real, like it can be super effective. Like you said, it's certain times and like nobody uses it, you know, it's just. Nobody gobbles. I, I've, I've done it a few times, never with any success, but that's, um, you know, I'm a shitty Turkey hunter, I guess. All right. <laughs> I can't gobble. I use these stupid things. So this, these, gobbles, oh, gobble yeah, the, the, the gobble tube I have, and, and I've talked about it on the show quite a few times, but I can't use a mouth call to save my life, man. Like I, I buy one every year. Cause I'm like, okay, this is the year that I'm going to do it. Josh, I have the worst, the worst gag reflex on the face of the planet. Like my my gag reflex is so bad. Like I start putting this thing in my mouth, and about here my body's like mm. <laughs> and it just it just starts, man. So
0: I, I, I kinda I kind of want to hear it though. I kind of want to see what you got right there.
2: We'll do it, we'll do it at the end of the, the end of the show because I no, won't no, be able to. No, talk.
0: no, no, no. Like you gotta let everybody hear it. Like let's let's okay. Let's well do it, Daniel, let's, do let's
2: it. screw it. We'll do it. We'll do it now. Yeah. I put months on the spot with, with Scott Ellis. So um I cannot I cannot work these things. Oh god, I'm gonna gag all over <laughs> this freaking dust. you're gonna.
1: This is awesome. Uh, I wish this God, was being recorded I, on video.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep. Uh, podcast is supposed to be fun, right? This is, this is what the audio <laughs> <have to> is <enjoy. laughs>
2: Oh my God. Do my eyes are watering.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: I'm going to do it again. As soon as that thing starts humming, man, I, I just. Uh, <laughs> I can't even do it. I touched my tongue and I'm, like, I'm going to throw up at his desk. Why well,
0: don't. i can't do it
2: i'm I'm crying i'm literally crying right now
0: why don't you try and put it like at the surface of your mouth and then like put your place your tongue underneath it so like what like right here yeah like like take you like put it yeah put put it on top of your mouth there you go now put now place your tongue underneath it oh god i can't do it man (laughs) i just started
2: thinking about it my tongue touches it no i can't do it i'm gonna try that though i've never i never just put it at the top, like the roof of my mouth first. So I'm a oh, miserable. No, I, I I gave up. I gave up like trying the mouth call. For, like <laughs> your eyes ago. are watering. That oh yeah, great. and uh, don't do cry. my cold. eyes are watering. Like you know, like when you get that bubble gut, like you know you're gonna throw up. Like it's it's happening that's what I got in my stomach right now. So I I hope you two are happy. I hope it was
0: weird. No, We're we are satisfied. <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, oh God. So
2: there we go. Yeah. So I, so I gave it, I gave that up, man. And I, 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 I went to box calls and pot pegs and I've been on a, a trumpet kick for the last couple of years, but, um,
1: Josh, are there, so are there any calls that you will use that aren't your voice?
0: Yeah, no, I play around with calls. I mean, like, uh, funny thing i'm i'm actually in the in the mindset of trying to um develop a line of diaphragm and turkey calls just for the fact that you know a lot of people mean there's some people that can use their voice to do turkey calls, but they can't you know buy uh they can't buy my vocal cord so um i've been you know running a few diaphragm calls and things like that just trying to you know add a little bit more to you know my company what i do um so if i have my own call line it's you know you know people appreciate things like that so um they can't have my vocal cords, but they can have something that i help develop to be as close as possible to what i sound like what's uh
2: you talk like so what what all are are you into man like you've got i mean you've, you've definitely built built a brand for yourselves so you, you want to do turkey calls what else are you doing
0: man i'm in i mean in, i'm into everything except for money laundering like i, I want to keep it legal you know, so anything I could dip my hands into that, you know, is successful in the outdoor world, I kinda wanna play a part in it in some way. Um, but as far as right now, like I said, I I would wanna release a, a call on and just have to find the right um manufacturer to do that and you know, get the right price and the wholesale just business side yeah. of stuff. No, for um, sure. You know, I, I do have the store, the merch and stuff like that. Um, the sign of South Gear and um, <laughs> right now we're getting ready to ramp up to get a, a TV show launched here in July on pursuit channel. And, um, from there, just a little more lifestyle, con- lifestyle content, being more personal with the audience and things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that I have. Um, there's a lot of irons in the fire and, um, <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to, you know, what people go through to have, you know, TV shows, be outdoor personalities and things like that. So, um, you're hearing it from me. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you know, I I started hunting in probably like 2008. I didn't I didn't grow up in in, in a hunting family, and um, turkey hunting was my first my first uh, experience. And you know, it's it's funny, man, because in 2008 it was just Outdoor Channel, Pursuit, Sportsman's Net, or the uh, Sportsman's Channel, and so the hunting industry has been around for i mean for what decades i mean Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like it started back you know early 80s probably with with cuz and will primos and and some of those guys you know you know filming and so what like 2000 2014 2015 you know youtube starts becoming popular you start seeing content creators so i mean like when did you enter uh, you know, the hunting industry, like, you know, like, okay, I've got one, I've got a story to tell. I'm super entertaining. I'm funny as hell. I can make animal noises. Like
0: when are we like, okay, I want to, this is what I want to do for a living. <laughs> oh, funny story about that. So I, uh, I actually did not um, seek out to be in the hunting industry. Um, <laughs> kind luck of lucky to draw. I just kind of got picked up and got brought into it. Um, so after that trade show, that i made the calls that i, I posted some videos online because you know i was like one day i was just driving down the road and i posted a video of me doing turkey calls and um i posted it online for some like i didn't want to post it for some reason i was like you know what? i'm gonna post it and it got a lot of traction for what the video was i was like okay that's cool and then people started like messaging me, like like what else can you do and i started doing like this um call off with Carney challenge so like people would like suggest the call and like i would have to like post a call within 24 hours or something like that. And, you know, I'd go head to head with someone like doing certain calls. So that kind of got me a little bit traction. And um, a friend of mine told me about the ATA show. He was like, hey, like, you need to go to the ATA show. And I I say, he's a friend of mine now. I didn't know him at the time. And uh, Rob Schneider, he was like, you know, you need to go to the ATA show. And um, I was like, you know, I'll think about it. So um, later on, uh, another person reached out to me, Kirsten Godfrey. She reached out, she's like – Are you going to ATA show? I was like, "Ah, I don't know about it. So anyways, I finally decided to go to ATA show. And as I'm at the show, I'm just there. And I meet up with Kirsten Godfrey. And we're going around ATA show. And, like, we go through this big area. And it's a group of people. And it's it's a crowd of people around Jim Shocky, And... I'm like, oh my god, there's Jim Shocky. Like, I'm freaking out. First time seeing Jim Shockey. I'm like, oh my god, it's Jim Shockey, you know, like an American hero for me. Um, and Curse is like, Do you want to meet him? I was like, No, he's he's busy, he's got a lot of people around. I'm like, no, he do not want to meet him. And uh, she's like, Okay, so she goes through this crowd and parts of like Moses part in the Red Sea, and she's like, Jim, this is Josh, Josh, this is Jim. And like at this moment, like, I'm freaking out so bad. Like, I I have a weird thing about me. It's it's craziest thing ever. Like when I get excited, certain words come out as a goose honk. I kid you not. Certain words come out as a goose honk. So Jim reaches out his hand to shake my hand, and I go to say hi, and it goes hi. It comes out as a, it comes out as a goose honk. And he's like, "Did you just honk at me?" I was like, "No, listen, um." I got this thing called Tourette's like, goose, like, like honk I always try trying to make up things at this point, like, and not yeah. feel like bad. Cause I just honked at Jim Shock, you know I mean, <laughs> here's the bad part about it. Like Jim's from Canada and I did a Canada goose call to Jim. I'm like, gosh, man, like you could have <laughs> figured something better out. <laughs> so uh, he was like, he was like, man, like that was cool. Like what else can you do? I was like, man, I don't, I'm going to get cursed, Like, you know, do this do that and like she's like going through the whole realm of animal sounds that i could do and people are sitting there like who on earth is blowing animal calls at an archery show and um they're like that's not somebody blowing a call it's a kid making animal sounds and um people just start taking videos and trying to you know and post them online from there so you know within the three days of that show i get back home and like my social media explodes um so many videos me surfacing online just doing these uh calls and and you know, my social media just completely exploded. and um, that's kind of that's that's basically how I started my career in the industry. I just kind of locked up and got into it, and made a couple of animal sounds, and next thing you know, <laughs> I'm making animal sounds all across the country now.
1: <laughs> Josh, how long ago was that ATA show?
0: That was uh 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So you. And-
2: so what was kind of like the, so, so your, your social media explodes, your star is brightening. Where'd you, where'd you go from there?
0: I wanted to go in a hole and hide. Cause like, that was not me. I was a small town guy from Louisiana and man, people started calling my phone. And like I had no idea who they were. And I just kind of like, hey, what do I do with my hands? Like yeah. one of those was like, you know, you, you go from, you know, knowing 200 people in your town to, You know, 20,000 people discovering who you are all overnight. So, um, you know, (laughs) I just kind of had to learn how to learn that lifestyle. Um, So I started traveling and doing um, speaking events and expo shows and um, seminars. And I would go out and do um, um, guest appearances for outdoor shows and, you know, just everything that I could to just stay float and just be in front of you know an audience at that time um and that's just kind of how i grew in the outdoor industry
2: were you doing like youtube channel stuff like filming hunts or
0: no i wasn't so i um i just did videos on social media facebook instagram okay. i did i did a lot of stuff on there when it uh, when it started to take off and started to become popular um you know i had a lot of videos and things that were floating around on there and um, I just did a, a lot of guest appearances on other outdoor TV shows. Um, so you know, before in the first like three years, I was I've done every outdoor you know TV network that was on you know television at the time. Um, and then from there, I kind of um, grew and and did some stuff on uh, reality TV shows. And um, I did two seasons of Swamp People, calling alligators for the guys on Swamp People. And then you know from there, I just kind of led. To this path that I'm on now, and hosting my own show.
1: Okay, hang on. You were calling in alligators. I, I used to watch Swamp People, but I—it's been a while. Kids commandeered my. I mean, TV. We're,
0: we're
2: Josh. We're from Ohio. Yeah, like, we see alligators in the South on vacation, and that's from a distance because people from <laughs> Ohio are scared of alligators. I'm not sure if you're if you're uh, if you're
0: aware of that. So, oh, it's just listen. We call them uh, we call them water dogs. They're just their yard dogs. dogs. I mean, yeah, they're. You know, we, uh, we have so many here in Louisiana that, you know, if you go out your backyard, if it rains enough, you go out your backyard, you probably have one floating around the back door, you know, what,
1: but I guess <laughs> I didn't realize they it sound like, yeah, what are they, what kind of noise do they make?
0: So what I was doing was a, um, I was doing a baby alligator and a baby alligator goes like, Oh, 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 Oh.
1: And Paul, Paul is, you can do attract- that too. You can do that. Too. Just put that turkey call oh, back in your, your mouth. mouth <laughs> it sound just, yeah, it sounds just like that.
2: <laughs> you think there's a YouTube channel for that? Me just choking on different mouth calls. Like, oh, here, here's I- the new here's the new Woodhaven mouth call. Let's try it out.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Here here's the funny thing about that. Like, we're joking about it, but there's people that will actually sit there and watch that and give you so many views about that. And you actually make money on YouTube <laughs> stuff like that. You uh, know, I, I don't think it's a bad idea.
2: We're we're just we're we're gonna try it. The three of us. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do a YouTube channel about me gagging on mouth calls and crying for twenty minutes straight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't no, make you I, do I, it. We can monetize off this. I I think it's a great business plan. Oh, God. Like I mean, for, for my expense, like I'm not getting hurt except for the tears that I'm gonna cry. in My ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Great business plan.
2: Oh God. So all right. So so you're 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 calling alligators, you're you're living you're living the dream, man. Like um so what you know, I I, I listened to a show, this is probably some years ago, man, and uh I, I just remember like you had a real tough time uh like with the outdoor industry with was it was it the way that you were treated was it the way that you were perceived was it just stress what was it man like what what kind of happened i you know i had i had a very similar uh experience in my professional career i i i worked really hard to get to to a high level in my in my field and the way that you know like like the the way that people were the way that the industry was i it really soured me on just this industry entirely you know and it took me years of just like honestly man of just like hatred towards towards the people that are in this industry and, and the way that they treated me that I just walked away from it for my mental <laughs> health. Like I, I, like it was like, just like a super low point for me, man. Like,
0: and did, was it like, it was kind of similar for you in that regard, wasn't it? Man, it, it was a little worse for me to be honest with you. So, um, here, here's where I, where I fail, where I failed in the beginning of my industry or my career. Um, I got into it and I was like the, uh, like the, quote-unquote golden child because like i mean people are like man you're you're like jim shockey seven days like Dude, you're you're a triple threat like honestly like you have the personality you know you can make calls you know people in this industry are not doing that you know you have the personality for it and then you know honestly he's like no offense but like there's not many like black people in this industry like you're a triple threat in this industry and you know for me as i went through the industry I didn't have the business mindset to actually develop a game plan. I was still like the, the happy go lucky, like, Oh my God, like I'm doing something cool. i get a free hunt here and there. You know, I was, I didn't have a business mindset. So when it came to being in the industry, um, I, I got taken advantage of. I was just, the, I was a puppet for people. Um, you know, companies would just you know, run over me, you know, we'll give you product and you work for us for a year on a contract. I mean, we get nothing else out of that. So, you know, I was, I was burning the road. I mean, I was on the road 250, 300 days a year. Like when I first got started in the in the industry and, you know, I just got burnt out, you know, after, you know, doing that for so long. And, you know, companies like, oh, well, you know, we're going to pay you next year. You know, we're going to have a, we got a budget set for you, you know, and then when it comes to how to pay, like, oh, well, you know, we decided to change our mind. So I got to a, uh, ATA show in 2000, I want to say 18, 18 or 19. And, um, I went there to go sign my contracts, do my deals. And <laughs> man, upon getting there, I, I just was having a bad time. You know, um, I get there and just, uh, it just, the energy was off. I and mean, it was just everything like that could happen at the show could go wrong. And, you know, I ended up losing like, I ended up losing like 50,000 in contracts. Like at the mm-hmm. show, just, just people like, you know, not wanting to pay their their sponsorship, not wanting to do their what they promised on things like that, and <laughs> for me, like that that was stressful. I mean, out of out of everything that I've been through already, you know, on the road doing X, Y, and Zs, you know, working for you know working for free just to get the name out, get exposure. Because back then, like I said, I was working for exposure. Like that was my model. Like the more people knew me, like I figured I could get somewhere and get paid for it, you know. And that was not that was not the cause. So I was just I was just being used. And, um, you know, right after that show, I flew back home and, uh, I went to the gym and, you know, came back home and just stressed out, man, just completely stressed out, stressed myself to having a heart attack. And then, um, as I was, you know, in that state, I was in the hospital and, you know, out of all of, all of the companies that I worked for, only one company checked up on me and like made sure I was fine. And, you know, that was real true, real true. Yeah. They made sure I was good. Like sent, you know, gifts, whatever like that. And uh, they they took care of, him, like and everybody else like you know what uh, this is what I work for this is what I get rewarded with at the end of the day I, I just don't need it so you know I I, I stepped away from the industry and you know <laughs> as many times as I say that I quit the industry and like it's a, it's a joke between me and our friends now because um, like I'll, I'll tell them every year like yeah you know I'm I'm done with outdoor industry I'm done I quit I'm done and they're like you know what give it three months, you'll, you'll be right back in the game, but I just, it's just one of those things that I can't quit, you know, it's one of those things that I love so much, it's not the fact that I love the, I don't love the the cutthroat and the, um, the people that want to one-up you in the industry, I love the fact that your, your everyday average, you know, your mom and pop, you know, your, your, your upcomers, you know, those people that are you know interesting outdoors i love the fact that i can provide a service for them it's not the fact that i provide a service for those companies you know it, it's great that i do but in a sense it it makes it brings more reward to me knowing that someone can see my stuff or hear my message like you know what i was having a rough time on the hunt i didn't know what to do and i remember you saying something or doing something that made me push forward and made me successful in the field or I was having a bad day in life and I heard, you know, you say something, you conquered something, you know, it put me in a mindset to do something better for myself. Like I get more of a reward out of that. And that all, that all came from, you know, being in the outdoor industry. Like, I mean, being in that space, it humbled me. Now, I'm not saying that everybody in the industry is bad, you know, any industry – You have your, you have your people that are just, you know, out for what they're out for. They have their agendas. And I just happened to luckily run into a lot of those people right off the bat, but but I've met some great, great individuals in outdoor industry. I mean, people that I would consider family, you know, they literally would do anything for me and I would do anything for them. And it's just such a great relationship, you know, that, that changes, that changes my mindset about the industry. It's not, you know, that I had that bad experience. Like I feel like everybody's that way because it's not, you know. I have really met some great people that would give me the shirt off their back, and I'll do the same thing for them in the industry. And I think knowing that keeps me coming back to the industry. You know, I, I keep myself around those people and around those individuals because they have good intents. they have good mindsets, good. Um, messages to bring out to the, um, to the outdoor community. And I want to be in that realm of people that I want to be in that phase of people that are making a difference in the outdoor community.
2: I think it's, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, the hunting industry, the out, the outdoor industry, I mean, obviously we're, we're tied to something that, that it's, it's, it's not just, you know, I, I, one of the jobs that i just left last year i i sold mulch and soil to garden centers you know and that was just a transaction it was dirt i was selling dirt so that other people could sell dirt you know and you know like hunting it's such a it's such like an emotional attachment for people man i mean it it and it, it just it could be you know just just things that make you happy and all the, you know the reasons that people hunt are so varied and and it's i think it's funny man that we get wrapped up and like you said, there's people lose perspective. And I think someone like you has nailed the, like the, the ability, like you have the ability to, to have perspective on life and yeah. you, know, people get sucked up into it. Well, it's just, Oh, well, I want to sell, I want to sell shotgun shells or i want to sell binoculars and, and mm-hmm. whatever it is, we're going to do it. And we're and, and to hell with what the end result is, you know, the end mm-hmm. result is, you know, what, what, what hunting is about, you know? And so I think it's, I think people lose that perspective very fast in this industry we in months and i we haven't been in it long we're just uh, quite frankly we're still just observers on the outside you know mm-hmm. but i think you, and, and you see it man like you see it, you see through it like that's what you know, you can see through someone's bullshit you know online yeah. you can see through you know you can see when people are inauthentic you can talk to people that it's just like you know, we've met them i've met them like you're why are you here like why are yeah. you here you, you, yeah. you, shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, like you're not, you're not like, you're not a hunter. Like you just discovered hunting like 12 minutes ago, you know? And like, you just, you know, you're, you're pretty. So you get, you come in or you're, you know, people lose perspective of that. And uh, I think it's easy to do. So, I mean, like, like, let just, just talk about perspective, man. I mean, you, like, and I don't know if our listeners picked up on this. You're in a wheelchair. And yeah, that I accident am. resulted in you not being able to use your legs. Like, Dude, for me, like I, I don't know how I would handle that. And something clicked for you, man. Like, and and good for you. But you get a great personality. You get a great outlook on life. You get that perspective, and I think that's important. What, like, and you talked about like that's what you want to see. That's what you like to give back to this world, man. Is, is is to help make people be happy. So, what, like, what are you doing now for 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 that? You you speaking engagements with kids? Like, what's what? What do you do now?
0: Yeah, so, like, honestly, like, the way that I made it through the outdoor industry, it wasn't because of sponsorship deals. I mean, it wasn't because of, you know, there was companies that were, you know, a lot in my pockets with dollar bills. I mean, I made it through the outdoor industry by doing speaking engagements, like, by going to schools and churches and wild game suppers and, you know, doing um, seminars, hunting seminars and college seminars and doing safety meetings at companies and things like that. That's how I made my living on industry. Like, for the longest time, that is how I made my bread and butter. Um, and you know, that was, that was what, what made me whole, you know, it was what, like what kept me in a, in a good place in life. Like, it wasn't about being the biggest white tail hunter. Cause I mean, personally, that's not, that's not my mission. You know, a lot of people go out to be the next, you know, Lee and Tiffany or Michael Waddell, things like that. That's not my mission. Um, my mission in life is to make sure that, you know, people understand that no matter what happens in life, there's always a good way to view it and a bad way to view it. It's up to you to figure out which site you're going to, you're going to pick to view it. And for me, like, that's why I have that, you know, that attitude that, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and have that mindset that if it's placed in front of me, I can figure out how to fix it. Um, And, you know, I just want people to understand that that's, that's a part of life. You know, it's either we quit and fail or we live and learn. And I'm all about continuing life and accepting every lesson that come involved with it like i said with the hunting industry like that whole like bad era that i had i didn't quit well I, I say i didn't quit like i i took a break from it but i still went back to it like i learned my lesson and i went back from you know that bad situation and turned it into something better um and, and anything in life that you go through you know like i said you have the good and the bad you have to see the, the negative and the positive but it's up to you to decide which way you're going to view life do you want to live in a negative space do you want to live in a positive manner and be happy in life because i feel like people that just dwell on the past and dwell on things that are so negative in life they just they don't they don't understand that there's much better for them because they're so you know down in, they're so down on themselves when it comes to you know, what's going on, what's actually, you know, circling their lives, you know. When it comes to life in general, I think we can all grow from, you know, the, the, the darkest storms. Because, you know, biggest quote that I've seen is, you know, after every storm comes light and a rainbow. And I think a lot of people just aren't willing to see that and when they understand that there is more to that. Then I, I think that they'll have a better perspective on viewing you know work situation living situation or you know what your dream is in life and how to pursue that better well, that's
2: that's good man that's that's um i think a lot of people need to take a deep breath and and do just that so this has been this has been a good interview man i i've enjoyed this chat so what there are there are two two things that i want to talk about First, what's next for you, man? What what do you have right now that you're doing? I know you got the Pursuit Channel TV show. What what's that gonna be about? Let's dive into that real quick.
0: Man, <laughs> I am still figuring that out. <laughs> That's the funny part. Um as of right now, I have I have turkey season lined up. I start, I get back to Tennessee um first of April and I hunt all of April um in Tennessee. I have some really good friends of mine that are coming hunt with me and um a few country music stars and celebrities that are come and hunt with me too. So I get to guide some really cool people this year. And then um after that I'm gonna head down to um down to Florida and do some really cool hunting. I think I'm gonna go uh iguana hunting for the first time that's something oh, nice. that has uh, become really popular over the last couple of years. Yeah. So uh, I've I'm watched those there.
2: videos on YouTube. man. it looks crazy. it <laughs> yeah, was a no, lot of fun.
0: Yeah no it would be a great time. Um and they're an invasive species so like you can go there and you know hunt them all day if you want to. Yeah. Uh, then along with that, I'm going to do, like, I'm going to do, like, for my show ideas, I tell people, like, it's like, like what is your show based on? I was like, if you had Steve Irwin, Kevin Hart, and Ted Nugent all combined in one personality, one show, that's what this show is going to be. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want people to actually see that, you know, even though I am in a chair, I am in a situation that I am, like, life continues. Um. I mean, we're doing, we're doing it at like in that episode, like we're going to do a part of the episode where it's, it's, it's hunting, but it's lifestyle. So we're going to do a part of the episode where, you know, I just go skydiving out of a plane, like just completely, however many feet up in the air, just completely just out of the plane, I go. I mean, it's just things that a guy in a chair should not do. Like I want people, <laughs> this dude is either having fun in life or he's crazy as hell. Like I want people to figure out which one it is.
2: (laughs) No, that that'd be cool. That's something I would never do.
0: Ever. Yeah.
2: Ever. Yeah. listen,
0: you only live once. You gotta have fun with it.
2: You do. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good point. So let's let's end this. Let's have let's have some call and fun, if you will.
1: So let's let's hey Paul.
2: So it was Paul.
1: Should we should we play a game? And it could be the game could be uh, Josh, Andrew, or Paul. OK, so one of us will make a noise and uh, then the, the listeners can decide who it is. OK, so go ahead and get your mouth. Let's... Call back out, Paul.
2: Oh, God. Oh, you we're cheating.
0: Oh, yeah, we are cheating.
1: <laughs> yeah, cheating.
2: <laughs> Deal with it, Josh.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know Paul's not going to win. <laughs>
2: No, no, this is this is it. This is the moment. This is we're in March Madness. This is my one shining moment. I'm gonna That's pretty good. (laughs) Uh. Fuck! (laughs) Edit that out. Oh my god, I can't do this
1: thing.
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh God, here come the tears
0: No, they're already rolling on my end
2: Oh my God Dude, that made my head hurt like... <laughs>
0: That's
2: contestant number two <laughs> Man, y'all, y'all about to make me have a little fun
0: Crack one out
1: Alright, here you go
0: Let me get ready I'm, I'm going to have a little fun I'm going to throw in one of these Man, I'm even a playing field a little bit. Go ahead, Paul. Let's hear what you got.
2: In case you guys didn't know, I was the second person that went.
1: <laughs> we'll let Josh get, get
0: ready.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That was the worst one. Uh, oh, it's dead air. I can't breathe, man. Oh, I can't breathe. I think I, I think it busted a bit. Uh, look, look,
0: at, look at my head. Look at how red my bald head is. Hey, Paul, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Does that call taste like
2: latex? Uh, right, I'm going to be completely honest. Right now, all I taste is vodka and uh, and juice. So if I'm being, yeah. if i did you smoke your call in vodka? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might be no,
2: text. no, I've had. That's all I've been drinking. So oh, I didn't
0: know it was that kind uh, of. Man, so I could have
2: spiked a drink for myself. No.
0: Let's see. I'll, I'll throw in. I'll throw in a little diaphragm. You got to to play do around with
2: let me wipe the tears off my eyes. Let's see. He's getting ready. Diaphragm's in. Back up a little bit.
0: I need to sit in my trucks. let me
2: sorry about that. Open the doors. Let's sound out a little bit. Yeah, the damn Zoom butt fuzzed out.
0: All right, let's see if
2: we can do this one. I think we're good. I hate the Zoom months. We're going to Nashville to record live.
1: Yeah, no, it's cut. It's
2: cut. Yeah, it's cutting out. So, all
0: right, hold on. Let's see. I got, let's see. Give me one second. I got to change it and switch over to my truck for that one. Let's see.
2: Oh, did it? All right, is that better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. better. Yeah, we can hear you now. There we go. Here we go. I'm excited for this month. Oh, man. You hear that?
0: All
2: right, Paul, you're turn. I don't. I don't think I could. I, I. I literally. There's no way that I can do that. <laughs> and you know what's funny? This is like. I think this is one of the kid ones, like the junior mouth calls. <laughs> I've even tried. I've. I've tried cutting them down. Like I've tried. Ben, I've tried everything.
1: So, so true story, well, Josh. As I drive, I my job is in sales. I drive around a lot, and I'll. I'll just call Paul randomly, and they'll be like, you know. 1130 in the morning and he just picked up the phone. Hey, what's up, man? And I just start, beep, 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 beep. Like, you're, you're getting better. It's still not there, but you're getting better. And then a week later I'll do it again. And, yeah, uh, so it's, it's uh, it's always fun between the two of us there, but. Paul, yeah. can, you, can you,
0: can you call with your can you call with your voice?
2: I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've, I've never tried. I've never even thought about, about doing that. I mean, I'd be, I'd be willing to give it a try.
0: Yeah. You can't say, so, you can't say, I don't think so. If you never tried it. I mean, it's yeah, like never tried it. So that's like, that's like me saying, I don't, I don't think I could walk. Cause I never tried. I've tried. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I can't walk. <laughs> Fair
2: yeah. Enough. I will say I have tried to, I have, I have tried to gobble. There's a, I don't know. There's a, there's a Turkey hunter, Ray. I have you ever heard of him? He's uh, oh, yeah. He, oh yeah. he's from Missouri. He's a hell of a Turkey caller. Whenever he tells stories about turkey hunting, he's like, Yeah, the turkey came around, he came over the ridge and he gobbled. And he'll, he'll like he'll he'll do a gobble in the middle of the story. And I laugh every time he does it because it's so, <laughs> it's so funny. So I've I've tried to like to learn how to gobble to tell turkey hunting stories. Cause I like a turkey hunting story is way more entertaining if you can well, yelp it, and cut and gobble with your mouth. Like that's just that's just awesome. So
0: well, let's 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 hear your gobble.
2: I just did it. That was it. That was the best. That was, that was the that was best. Bad. That that was the best that I could that I could do. I can use this. <laughs> That's about all I can do.
0: Man, I'm not gonna lie. To it that sounds, it sounds like one of those rubber chickens. You you know the yellow ones that you squeeze. I, it totally does. Yeah, it totally does.
1: <laughs> it kind of looks like a, like kind of looks like a shake weight too. As you're sitting there going, like sh- like yeah, weight. it
0: does. It's what you It's know hey, like. You, I, I tell you what. Listen. Go on um on YouTube. it's it's a funny story that reminded me that go on youtube there's a lady that was doing an interview for like a a live tv show and she had one of those turkey calls and a guy was trying to sell her on that call i think it's like i think he might have been an inventor of it and just look just look it up uh i think it's like lady tries to use uh gobble call or gobble gobble to you and it is the funniest interview ever she it's you just gotta watch (laughs) it I'll have to check that. i have to check that out. So
2: what, uh, so let's, let's end it, let's end it on, let's sit on a good, a good call. Let's do, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something really like, like difficult to, to in this, in this call off with Carney, I'm trying to think of something. Cause you like, you're so good. Like let's just do the feeder chuckle of a Ballard.
0: Oh man. Okay. That's gonna be easy, right? you first. You said, you, I thought it was going like, it's all three of us.
2: Dude, I, I am like a, a talentless hack when it comes. To, I can do it on, on a duck call. Like, let, <laughs> let me run upstairs and get my R and T call. No, it
0: no. <laughs> don't work like that. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> that was it. That was all I could do. Here's a here's a mallard mallard for you. <laughs>
2: so good
1: uh white white flag you win i'm not even gonna try (laughs) oh come on now i don't know enough there we go
0: there we go that's it yeah that was pretty solid all right so listen (laughs) before we go like i I really want to learn how to do a goose call like can you like we're gonna go through the syllables capital b a a a r r r a r r r -R 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 real high k so, hey, bar, hey. so bar, bar. there you go. And high pitch candy. In, just like, bar, bar. there you go. <laughs> now you got to practice this tomorrow. You know, you just got to speed it up a little bit. Bar. 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 <laughs>
2: uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a, a video of me doing this in front of my Damn. wife. And she's and, gonna like, Paul, gonna when
1: you need a place to sleep, you get a couch over here. So.
2: I'll just start practicing at your house and wreck your marriage too. We'll both end up living with Josh
1: and Ashville. <laughs> <Man. laughs> Party. <laughs> hey Josh. So,
0: so, wait, so that, that that's the second time you said that, Paul. So like are you saying that I am not gonna be able to find a successful partner because I make animal sounds all the no,
2: time? No, you're no, you're 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 definitely like there's there's gonna be that girl that, that she's gonna walk up and she's like, Hey man, I heard you can do the cow call of a moose. And you'd be like, Yeah, girl, I can. You're gonna cow call for her and she's gonna be like, Marry me. And it's, that's it, man. That's it's, it's quack to be, me.
1: Quack to
0: yep. me. Yep. Yeah, she's gonna be like, quack like a duck. And Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, um, I've actually had an experience like that. It yeah. really wasn't my cup of tea. Like it's, nah, it's not not my style. <laughs> <laughs> not your thing. <laughs> it's not my style. Oh, I uh shoot. funny story. So years ago, like when I first got started and like I went i years ago. Um, this lady she uh she sent me a message she's like uh i want to have your animal calling babies and i was like ma'am I, I really don't think i don't think that's how it works they don't come out making animals like i don't reproduce like little calls like, that's not how it works ma'am <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i want to have your animal calling babies would, like, yeah, as, that's long as, they,
2: as long as they <laughs> yelp like a turkey it's hell of a, i mean like I, I, feel,
0: I feel like I feel like if if that if my kid ever comes out sounding like an animal, like my legacy will always continue.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Little Josh Carney <laughs> Jr. out yeah. there, elk bugling in kindergarten.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: Uh, Josh, where can uh, where can our listeners find you, man? What, what are your social media accounts?
0: Oh, I am on just about every platform. Um, it's Son of the South, S O N of the South. Um, on my Instagram, is Son of the South TV. Um, But I'm just about on everything, you know, on Pursuit Channel, I'll air um, in July on the Pursuit Channel. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you type in guy in wheelchair, does animal sounds, I'm pretty sure I'll be the only one that pops up. (laughs) Got that market cornered. I mean, you can even type in Dr. Doolittle 2.0 and I'll pop up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you like do you sit in your like your 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 kitchen window and just like make bird noises and the birds are like, oh, shit, there's a bird inside. Let's go see what's going on. No, constantly.
0: Yeah. But listen, here's the deal. Like I live in an apartment complex in Nashville. Okay, And like uh, my neighbors aren't too fond of me. Like first, they're not too fond of me bringing dead turkeys inside an apartment. First off,
1: Uh okay, I learned that
0: the hard way. Um, second off, you know, they just don't want to, you know, listen to Elk Beagles at, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your neighbors walking out, you're just goose honking at
0: her. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is like I'll get I'll get people that call me. They just like randomly call me, like, hey, listen, I'm with a buddy of mine. Like, can you do some calls? I'm like, man, it is 10 o'clock at night. I'm trying to go to bed. My neighbors will not appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny.
2: That's good stuff, man. We really appreciate your time. Good luck with, uh, with the show and everything that you get involved in, man. And, uh, keep in touch, man. We'd like to, like to have you on again sometime.
0: Sounds good. Like I said, let's, uh, let's get that podcast in Nashville going. you guys come down and, uh, I tell you what, I'll have a, I'll have a studio set up for you guys. We'll have a good time.
2: Let's do it, man. I'm in. Paul Campbell gagging on mouth calls. (laughs) To the moon, baby. To the moon.
1: Uh, Uh, Hopefully you'll be uh, better prepared. Thanks, man. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it.